Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Alright, welcome to another episode of Kane Collects, and uh, I'm super excited to have my next guest here, former All-Pro, Pro Bowl, Lions great receiver, Herman Moore. Herman, thanks for joining me, man. Oh, always, man. I appreciate it. I know when we last spoke, uh, you told me about you being in that space, and and we, we got all geeked out and excited about the collectible space, man, and talking about just some things in general. So appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you're listening, you're probably wondering, why is Herman Moore on a, like a – on Kane Collects. Why is he on the Kane Collects podcast? Well, like Herman just mentioned, man, we got to talk in and we're like, and Herman is into the collectibles, obviously a player. We we can ask, I'm going to ask Herman about the signings and the autographs and Herman's got some awesome sweet merchandise that's just out just in time for the holidays. Him and Lomas Brown are doing something like that. So I actually kind of want to get to that first real quick. You and Lomas are doing uh, something together here. Let the people know what that is. Yeah. So about two years ago, almost two and a half years ago, the friend of mine that was leaving an agency, he's one of the, the top uh, illustrators and uh, retouch artists here in the state of Michigan, probably in the country. And he was leaving his job. And he, I said, hey, if you're available, I'd love to hire you for two years. I didn't tell Lomas about it. He didn't see this thing I was putting together, but I, it was just this, this showing of love, man, of just the relationship that and the brotherhood that he's, he's provided me over the years. Plus, my love for the sports and the travel and the experience in the NFL. So I created this series of things called Herman Lowe, where it takes us on a journey across the entire NFL, across all 31 other teams, and just um, having our caricatures and these these real life experiences like this that's shown that's collectible artwork. And uh, it turned out phenomenal, man. And we decided instead of putting it out at first for lithographs uh, and stretch canvases, we decided to do it on blankets because it's a cold part of the year. And they came out phenomenal, a lot better than I even thought. So they're even better when you see them in person. And we've had a lot of great responses from it. And people have been just gobbling up the Detroit Lion blankets. And surprisingly, a lot of the ones from the NFC North as well. So it's pretty pretty cool. Well, people love, like I talk to people all the time about, like they love the old school Lions jerseys, logos. So that's why I think the NFC North stuff, you know, I think they love that stuff too as well. I mean, it just kind of takes you back. And uh, you, you guys... 
I've seen, I've been on the website, I've seen the blankets. I mean, you can't help but smile. And every time you see one of these, are like, they're like happy blankets, man. They make me laugh. And and so they're limited though, right? I mean, these yeah. like, you got to get them or else they're gone. Is that how it works? Or Well, well for, the, for the blankets, you, you do. You have to get them now. And uh, they're great holiday uh, season pieces that you can get on the collectible and limited edition side. Then we'll do some uh, lithographs and stretch canvases that'll follow um, probably after this. We may put some of those out during the holiday season in limited edition uh, where myself, I sign it, Lomas signs it. And then also we have the actual artist that will sign some of those so we can we can do those. But um, we we plan on just, you know, continue to push it out, do some some uh, some other subscription based products and programs. But it's just it's just a great piece. But it's interesting to see if people when they see it. Uh, to know that there's there's some iconic scenery on some of those that we're doing, whether it's Miami Vice look or whether we're doing the founding fathers of football for Philadelphia uh, is a pretty cool one when they see it. And then just so on and so forth. So if they can figure out some of that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, what got you kind of like into the like the I think like the limited edition part of it, because I think you realize when we were talking like you know, rarity is a thing in collecting, you know, like maybe, you know, overproducing like they did in the 90s era when you were signing a bunch of cards. I don't even know if you knew what you were doing, you know, like as a player, do they just your agent says, hey, sign these, you're getting paid for this or whatever. How does uh? so is that why you wanted to limit it that and then maybe see how this goes? I, I did. And what I started learning about the collectible market. And you don't want to devalue what people put their their time and their money into by creating even more limited edition items that go beyond that. Because I think the car companies sometimes, you know, did that in the 90s by creating, you know, one card and they do it like four or five different ways. Uh, what I did, and just to give people a little bit of insight, uh, back in the 90s when they were mass producing a lot of the cards, part of my contract, I asked the companies to give me also a block of my cards. So unsigned that I never opened. So Fast forward 20, 30 years, the cards I have are pristine. I mean, they, they've never been open. When I first break them open, they've been stored properly. Um, so I'm going to release those cards. And if I do, I'll start adding a certain inscription on those that make those player issued. And there'll be limited edition cards uh, to place some value on those. But, you know, I thought I was doing a lot of signings because I wasn't, but I wasn't doing it like, you know, Barry and a lot of these other guys. So when I ask people, it's amazing how many people who don't have my signature who've been looking for it. Because when I thought I signed you know, thousands of cars, I did a lot, but it's not. I mean, these guys have millions of cars that they've signed, hundreds of thousands, you know, from a Barry Sanders standpoint. So the rarity is there, which which makes those even a little bit more uh, from a collectible standpoint. Certain cars are very, very rare uh, on my side. So when you first entered the league, do you remember the first like cards or the first things you had to sign, whether it was a sticker or, or autograph or was it actually on cards where the, hey, there was a box of cards showed up at your house and you had to sign all of these? Do you remember that day? It, 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 I do, because it wasn't until in the last probably four or five years, six years, where I started seeing more of the stickers uh, that were placed across the, the cards, the, the higher price cards. But back then we signed them directly in the cards. There was a sweet spot that you they, they would indicate that you had to sign. And then that was it. Uh, what they don't know is on some of the cards that they would give us, like, for instance, I have my very first card was a Proline card that I signed because I came to the Silverdome when I was a rookie. They were here. Uh, they took a picture of me standing in the Silverdome with my high top fade and the part in it. <laughs> and they gave me a series of my cards that says uh, they said authentic, uh, authenticated or certified by Proline or whatever, right, on the yeah. card. And now when you see that card, 
I don't see those out there at all. The only person who has them is me, and I got a nice little stack of it. But when I first got that, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Fast forward now, there's there's 2,100 and some odd different unique cards of mine that are out there. So I've become a collector of my own cards, but I've been a, a collector and have a great uh, series. And I'll even share some pictures that you can share on your, your social or share with your audience sometime of how I've organized my cards over the years and I've been collecting them. And that's been a great, great hobby for me and for, for my kids. Yeah. I mean, I see like there's players like Mike Trout and baseball and other sports where they're starting to collect LeBron has mentioned he, he bought one of his own cards and like, you know, the higher end stuff. But um, yeah, I think it's gotta be awesome. And maybe I don't know what the word to look for to see, you know, to collect your own cards, I don't know, to, to know that you can autograph whenever you want. AJ Dillon, a football player for the Packers, he went and got his teammates to autograph their rookie cards for him so he could keep in his own personal collection. So it's a it's a cool thing if you think about it, right? So if I have cards that they gave me that are authentic that were back in the day when they originally came out, regardless of the fact that they may have overprinted or did a lot in the 90s, uh, these are the ones that are from my unique, my personal stash. And I've kept them in top condition. Uh, so when you get them, that you're getting them for me, and I can make those very uh, uh unique experience for the for the true fan right but I'll, I'll give you guys something else that's pretty cool and i told you you know king that when when i met you how big i was into it so i have my mother she started collecting a lot of my stuff when i was younger uh playing sports i didn't realize she was you know trading cards and people were saying hey if you get your son to sign this i'll give him these type of cards and they turned out to be some of the more unique harder to find serial number type cards so I have a big book of those. The other thing I found is she ended up keeping like my very first letter I got from the Detroit Lions. This is my very first correspondence that was sent to my dorm at UVA with my University of Virginia dorm address on it, welcoming me to the Detroit Lions. And so what I'm doing is I'm going to take a copy of that, make multiple copies in limited editions, along with my rookie cards from the Lions, and then make that a, a collector set. Right. Yeah. And that makes it a unique item. So I'm trying to create a unique experience for the true diehard fans, for UVA, for the Lions or those that are collectors of just, you know, looking for that rarity. And that's where that's what the name of the game is when you start looking at this uh, beyond just getting those those top cards to come out in the top sets. Yeah. I and mean, you kind of spoke on it right there like, hey, it's not just cards, but that basically is memorabilia, you know, yeah. and that's limited. And you said your mom kept that for for you. I mean, did you. Nowadays, you see players literally exchanging jerseys on the field, asking for each other's shoes, asking for this, asking for that. As a player, when you were playing, it wasn't as at least obvious, or at least the TV cameras never caught it, and maybe no one talked about it. Do you remember doing anything like that, or do you remember teammates or anybody else doing anything like that? And what have you kept over the years, that, or maybe what has your mom kept over the years? Yeah, so that that's an interesting piece, and I'd love to get your take on this and what you think from a collector standpoint. So. You have a lot of these guys that are swapping jerseys, which means they're game-worn, they're authentic, but it's going to be a little bit more limited uh, in terms of what's out there. But as the more and more you do, it becomes more common uh, because it becomes a lot of those limited edition jerseys. However, when we played, the only time you could swap the jerseys or most time they would swap jerseys was Pro Bowl. So it was like, that was it. Like, that might be that player's only Pro Bowl jersey ever or that may be one of only five that are only going to be in existence because no, not many people are going to go beyond three, four, five, ten Pro Bowls, and uh, that was a that was when it was really cool to swap your jersey because you were getting it not only at the Apex showing that they they were one of the elite players that year, 
but it was a very limited edition real jersey that you would get signed. So that's that's kind of the cool piece. That's actually a great point because like you said, like even a Hall of Famer is making nine, ten Pro Bowls. And that's you know, you can count on two hands. That's it. How many jerseys that's they right. have of that, you know? So it's not like a regular season game where they're playing sixteen, up to sixteen every year. Pro Bowls, yeah, like I said, a Hall of Fame player, you're looking at maybe nine, ten Pro Bowls or something. I mean, other guys, even greats, five Pro Bowls. Who knows? And that's limited to that's how many jerseys they have. And so Although you said you didn't really didn't do it during the regular season, the Pro Bowl, and I know you went to multiple Pro Bowls, you saw guys do it at the Pro Bowls. So did you get other guys' Pro Bowl jerseys? I did, but you had to give up your own. So I was like, <laughs> uh, wait a minute, what do you mean you need mine? So I said, do I want this guy's jersey or do would I rather have my Pro Bowl jersey? So yeah. I keep mine. Uh-huh. And, and I figured those would be, they may not be as, 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 as lucrative or, or as in demand as, you know, like a Jerry Rice or something like that. Yeah. But it's my jersey. It's my yeah. Pro Bowl jersey, and I have it. So I, I have my Pro Bowl jerseys with the exception, I think, of one or two that I gave to some special people. But I know I have at least two. And and then I kept, like, my throwback. When they gave us our throwback uniforms for the season, um, when we first introduced that back in, I think, 95, uh, I have my actual pants, my jersey, shoulder pads. I think I have all that stuff. A full uniform. Yeah. And that's it, because that was the only year that they introduced it. We brought it back every once in a while, but yeah. I know I have the very first one that was ever used in a throwback and that kind of deal. So I keep stuff along that line and and most of the memorabilia and the things that I'm trying to create as the experience. I'm trying to bring the experience back and the rarity back to the memorabilia market, but also the authenticity by getting it directly from the players. Um giving it out to the fans to show that if we not to circumvent the other places, but if we can do that, I, I think there's a there's a bond that stays there with the fan to truly say is a talking point. Uh, so when they have that piece, that's what you want. When you put it up there, it's all about, you know, what do you have? Where'd you get it? Uh, how many are out there? What's the pop, you know, of that and so on and so forth. And so when you get something from me, I'm going to make sure it's special. Man, I bet you there's a lot of Lions fans, diehards that have been through thick and thin that would want that uh, full uniform of that 1995 <laughs> throwback. Man, those were when those came out, I think it was like unanimous, even if the team wasn't good. Like it was just a clean look. I don't know what people liked. I personally love that jersey. I've always have. I just remember you, Barry, wearing them, Spielman, you know, just something about that jersey. So I bet you if you ever decide to part with that, that'd be a, my go for something right there. Oh, that, that's that, that's going to be a tough one because it was. <laughs> we we went on a win streak, if people remember. I think it was a seven-game win streak. So one point we got in, we just wore them all the time. We wouldn't come out of them <laughs> uh, for the home games. And uh, but it, it's a it's a it's a fun market. I think it's always been there for the collectors. Um, it's it's a great way, I think, for fans to to bond and to swap and trade. But I do have Barry. I, told, I always tell people I have Barry Sanders uh, shoes when he he, he rushed for two thousand yards. And uh, we came into the locker room and I said, I sat down beside him after everybody hoisted him up and the lineman brought him into the locker room. His locker was beside mine. I said, hey, man, I said, let me get your shoes. And he just gave them to me. And I said, well, you signed and date him. He signed and dated him. So the shoes he actually wore to break the 2000 and he wore all that season because he didn't swap out his shoes. I have those and they're now my my collectors. Oh, my, and he signed them and dated them too? That he day? signed them and dated them. Oh my God! So, so here's here's the thing. So I, I I challenge you and I challenge the fans. So do you keep those in that condition or do you share the love and you start doing what they do with cards and you cut them up and make oh man, you know, cleats. Everybody gets a part of the history. 
Oh man, cleat shoes would be ridiculous. They already have like uh, uh, obviously you know uniforms and logo patches and stuff, but like Barry Sanders, two thousand yard shoes. And you said he didn't change out his shoes. Like he wore those all year. All year till he broke two thousand, and then he had to change them out then. But I think that was our last grass game. I think before that we were playing the Jets. And I think we had one more game that year, uh, if I recall, and I think that was against Tampa. But they were outdoor shoes. They weren't. They weren't the the indoor, but I'm talking uh, about the ones he actually wore to break the record. Obviously, yeah, that was the Jets. Hit. That was the Jets at home, right? That was the Jets at home. Yeah. Oh my so, god, that's crazy. Do, do you have anything else about like berries or did, was that oh, just man, that one I got, time? I got you... all kinds of stuff, man. I, I just when I, I look at some of the things that I do have, uh, so got his shoes. I have some things from Muhammad Ali. I have uh, James Earl Jones. I got posters from him that he signed in his first movies because uh, I met him at a, a, a certain thing and I. I got that sign from him and he was giving out this one authentic thing that he had. Uh, I try and get more of the rare things, but I also try and get pieces that have conversation and I won't, I won't let it all out just yet because we're going to have more than just this discussion, but there's a, some really cool technology that I had invested in and that we've created that's patented. We had to wait and get all the patents back that I'm going to introduce into the collector's world for greater engagement and some other cool stuff, but I'll, I'll make sure I'm going to demo it for you off, off, off scene and then get your feedback before we blow it out and we, we send it out there to the, to the audience. But it's a, I'm really, really proud about this piece uh, that we're going to introduce to the collector's market. I can't wait. We'll definitely have you back on. So, but you seem like kind of a sentimental player playing throughout your career. Like you said, you want to keep your own Jersey, you know, it meant something to you. You, you had your letter for, for Virginia when you got drafted and whatnot. What else did you keep like the over the years? You know, you seem like you might have kept some more things there, Herman. Yeah, well, it's it's well in sports, there's there's quite a few things. There's all the watches. It's you know, you can't see, but I got this trophy behind me. It's, it's sitting out there, not because I want to showcase it inside of uh, what we're doing, but that's my Foot Locker Slam Fest trophy um, that I won when Foot Locker used to do it out at the Phoenix Center or wherever we did it. Dan Marley and Will oh my God, I forgot you were in that. That's awesome. So I had all these guys who who I went against, and I you know I beat the guy who jumped off the the free throw line with two hands. I think it was, well, was that, I think it was a Mike Conley, the triple jumper. Mike Conley, yeah, and he, he and Mike Powell, you know, triple and long jump guys, yep. man, the Olympians. But uh, won that one and brought the trophy home, but ended up in a magazine with Michael Jordan on the cover, but had a big picture of me inside doing just a, a crazy tomahawk or back that dunk. So I have that jersey, I have that trophy, I have that footage, and I have some replica jerseys made up with that that I'll put out with some posters signed, put like, you know, Slam Fest champion. Uh, I did a poster when Shaq, you know, when Shaq first signed with Reebok, I have the actual shoes that Reebok made for me with the tag still on it to that was um, they flew me down, flew me over to um, uh, their headquarters, made up my shoes. And then Shaq happened to be in town that same day because they were signing him as an athlete and they were showing me his molds of his big shoes. But ironically, that year, myself, Shaq, Emmett Smith, Michael Chan ended up on this really big poster that he used to hang in the stores. I'm guaranteeing you can't find them. But I have one here that's in top, top condition. It's pretty cool. So, you know, it's just these really cool, nostalgic pieces. Um, I have Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooding from um, Jerry Maguire. Yeah. I have my photo with them, but I'm going to, I have my Screen Actor Guild checks that they've been sending me for 20 plus years <laughs> to the Silver Dome that doesn't exist. Uh -huh. So I, 
went in and had them give me all those checks back. So I literally have all those checks that I'm going to put into a frame because you can't cash them. Yeah. And then put my picture with those guys and use those as limited edition items too. So you get the authentic Screen Actors Guild check that I never cashed. It has the Silver Dome on it and that kind of deal. Some pretty cool stuff, man. Just man, nostalgic. Yeah, that is awesome. You really hit home with the Foot Locker Slam Fest. I can't believe you have that back there. That's amazing. I know it's like you said, people can't see, but Google image it, people. I mean, people like Deion Sanders were competing in this thing, like football. Barry was there, too. It was Barry there. I won. <laughs> I always have to tease him. I said, Barry, I know you went there, but you're not. You're not. That's that's a real man's world right there. That's a high <laughs> That's awesome, man. Like, I forgot about that. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, that was I was like when, and it meant something. I think people were trying to win, you know, like $50,000 <laughs> was first place. It was like, it was more, it's G's, more competitive man. than the dunk contest today. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're paying today for those dunk contests, but back then, I mean, you think about these Olympians, man, uh, they go on the road for a whole year. They may not make 50 grand. They may make more in that Foot Locker Slam Fest than they make on the entire circuit. circuit yeah. Track and field, right. Or swimming or whatever. So it, it was a big deal. Mark Henry was there. Who went on to be who was the Olympic champion powerlifting, but then became WW was a WWE star and whatever. Yeah, now it uh, is. Yeah, yeah, kept up with him as well. So I mean, my journey has been fantastic. The people I've met have been special, uh, but uh, even along the way, just just looking at um, all the support and the fan base, but looking at the teammates that I've been around and and being able to keep a little part of that going. Um, everything I do will have storytelling around it. Um, I won't blow, I won't sit here and blow the um, um, excitement on what's going to happen there as well, because uh, there are some really cool things in which we make the pieces interactive. So I'm just trying to change up the memorabilia and the the collector's piece a little bit to add a little bit more positive value um, beyond just, you know, the trading of dollars and stuff like that. Yeah, get the collector more involved. It feels like he's part of it more and just more of a, a personal experience, maybe, you know, where you Absolutely. can. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. So you actually told me a little bit too when we first met was that you kept, was it all your playbooks since you were in the league? That... I remember it. Oh, so I had your wheels turning. I had those wheels turning, man. Yeah, so I, I did. I kept all of my playbooks, um, I my handwritten notes and things that I would take on all that. Um, I all the grades that I would get back because we would have to literally take a, a test where they give us, you know, blank sheets and say, draw the play. So that way you knew whether or not and you see me grade out 100 percent or grading out. Maybe I missed a little thing here where I had my depth a little wrong. Maybe I was supposed to be 10 yards versus 12. But for the most part, you know, I was always I'm an A student. So I, I could definitely say that was I 4.0. Nah, not quite. Not all the time. But because I did have to, you know, you got to make up some things on the fly. But keeping that. And just again, like you just said, man, just keeping some of that stuff, which becomes it's intellectual property, but it's a shared intellectual property. Um, and I'm not giving out trade secrets or anything like that. So it's it's a it's a cool piece um, to put a, to put out there with a lot of the, the other stuff. But it's just again, just a storytelling. So when I build my site, I have my portal for collectibles. I want to unbox. I want to have mystery boxes. I want to have some really cool things that you see in the collector's world that really they do box breaks and all this other stuff. That's cool. But when you can box break because you got enough stuff to do it with and really pass along that, that if you're a true diehard fan for that team, I'm going to make sure whatever you get from me is going to be 
it's going to be nice. It's That's a great idea, the mystery box. I mean, you got so much stuff. Like, you never know what you're going to get for Herman if you get in one of right. these things. <laughs> it's not just my stuff, you know. And, like, I have, like, they talk about the greatest show on turf. If you look at it from a statistical standpoint from that year, they won a Super Bowl, so I give them that kudos. But Marshall Falk, um, Holt. Isaac Bruce. Uh, Oz Akeem, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, and all those guys. Yeah, but when you look at what we had, we dominated that in terms of statistics, right? And that, so we were the greatest show on turf because we played in the dome uh, and just representing that. I got some really cool stuff from when Brett and I set the records. You see over here, I got these footballs. Um, those are, you know, when we, he and I set the record, which still is there for tandems, um, they gave us those type things. So I, I got some really cool things to just tell stories around. We have a production company, so I'm gonna be telling it almost in that ESPN-ish style or that, yeah. that documentary style. Yeah, like a uh, 30 for 30 or Netflix or something like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So when I give you a piece, I'm not just gonna hand it to you. I'm gonna tell the story because I can. I think you gotta tell the story and then say, this is the limited edition pieces that go with that. So people will have that to also live with it. That's awesome because like in the, in the world of collectibles, like memorabilia, one of the big things is if you have a really high price ticket item, all right? So you don't have to do this with every item, but like, let's say, you have, you know, Shoei Otani's like all-star game or cleats or whatever. They want to photo match it. Make sure it's the exact same one they're saying you got it from, you know, but with you. And then so when they do that, they put together like a video, a small video piece of like that, you know, the story leading up to that. And then the video of the game, whatever. You're actually going to be telling people, hey, the story behind this piece of memorabilia. Right. So, I mean, that's a, like a, a personalized thing with this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what I'm going to do is before I release any of those pieces. There's always going to be a story and there's going to be a social buildup from that to actually let you know what it is, why, why it's so special, what makes it limited edition, what makes it highly sought after a collectible or just nostalgic. And I think it'll have its appeal. It'll, it'll pull from different audiences, the ones that are looking for value because they want something that has appreciation. There are certain things they're going to get. They're going to get the more limited edition. They're going to get those very unique items. Uh, those that are looking for um, just to have a piece of history and to put it inside of a collection because that's what they do. They can get that. They can even get stuff like what I've got. Like, you know, we're coming up with my own line called Catchman Collection, which will be uh, uh, really pouring into, you know, that fan base in our career. Um, but I just want to have that touch point, man. I've been all about the fans. I've been all about the support they've given me. And the love that they've shown back means I want to dig in a little bit deeper, a little bit harder than what I've done. Uh, and a lot of the other athletes will do to show that we're really bonded in that way. But um, yeah, given the experience, taking the film, the footage, we're in a social content driven age. Um, the more uh, breadcrumbs and the more information I can leave out there and, uh, and using a lot of this technology I'm telling you about is going to give them gamification and some engagement uh, that's part of it. It's just something that hasn't been seen. I think it's an industry that has become not stagnant. But it's it's just kind of a, a key print and re, and release print release print release yeah. versus okay um, how do we we really get you to touch that person that they're representing on that that piece of memorabilia or that sports card? Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned like you and Brett Brett Perriman still hold a tandem record. I mean that was a fun team. Everyone loved that team. I think eventually you guys drafted Johnny Morton. It's like yeah. a really a first round third receiver and Barry, of course, Scott Mitchell. You guys, you know, you guys slung the ball around, you know, at, at the Silverdome. Do you have anything from the Silverdome? Did you did you keep sake <laughs> anything from there? I know, like playing on that, I must have been, it must have hurt your bones. I don't know if you could, you still feel it to this day, but like that is a still a place that people so nostalgic about around here, you know. 
I, I would say the only things I really kept from the Silverdome are more um, the, the photographic stuff. Like I have my own photographer. So my images you can't find on DetroitLions.com, NFL, or Getty. You know, they're only going to come from me, and I have never released them. Uh, there's going to be some really, really cool pieces, not just myself. It's Johnny. It's Brett. It's, uh, it's a combination of all of us. It's, it's myself and Barry. It's, it's just some really, really cool stuff. Um, I, I kept, um, you know, a lot of my stuff, like the, the, the jerseys, the stuff that they gave us. So I have a box of that kind of stuff that I, it means a lot to me, but it's not as deep as my jersey and my pro bowl and some of the other stuff, but I don't mind parting with a game worn. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's like when the guys are swapping jerseys now. So I'm going to have a few of those that'll go, um, trying to think of what else I would have from there. I think I may have the plate that they took off my name. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I left, when they basically says, here's your, here's your little swag bag to get out. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you're, you're released and you're yeah, your gift bag, <laughs> yeah, which is cool. Um, and I have like my gloves and I, you know, I still have some other personal pieces, but, but nothing else, man. I mean, no, I get, it. I mean like the silver dome was kind of a dump, I guess, but it was ours. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. just loved it. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know how the players the Huh? Yeah, I don't have any parts of the building. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? So <laughs> not not a piece of carpet or anything. <laughs> you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna you, you're now you challenged me enough to go look in these units, look in my basement, and continue to kind of dig through my boxes to see what I have. I know I have a ton of like programs uh that we had. Uh I have um uh, a lot of the original, like the playoff books, uh a lot of the TV guys. So I have a lot of that kind of stuff that not necessarily is from there, but I have like lanyards, I have giveaways, I have yeah. things that they had given me um, that a lot of fans may or may not have, but not everyone's going to have unless you you actually attended. Uh, so, those I mean, things. you said you kept gloves and stuff like that too, though. Like, oh yeah, I can go grab them right there. I mean, <laughs> so, you can't see it. You can't see them in my office right now, and I've been organizing. So people initially are coming and go, man, what's all this stuff you got in here? And I go, no, trust me, it's an organized. It's, it's organized chaos. Yeah, right. And I've just been pulling stuff out so I can get it organized for the holiday and for this new this new venture I want to do with the fans. And uh, I have a team of people who've been helping me really to tag and to organize and to get everything ready so we can post it. Uh, but yeah, man, I got I got really cool stuff over here. I got my my Giants um, when I went out there. I got my jersey from when I was there. I have the helmet. I have my shoulder pads. I have. Uh, my uh, it looks like a pair of my Detroit Lion pants. Um, there's there's like four or five different pairs of gloves. There's some Reebok shoes. Uh, gosh, man, there's you got so much stuff, man. Like so, you're listing all the stuff that you could see with your eye right now. But there's no way all this stuff fits in your house, right? Where do you keep all this? Oh stuff, no, it, no, it's no way. It, well, the thing is, is my my wife was like, you got to get rid of this stuff, like. It, it's clutter. Just well, where's where's all this stuff gonna go? I mean, it's just sitting here. And I just said, yeah, you're right. I said I should take better care. And I've always kept things in bins. And and because my mom collected so much, when I moved her here, she says I want to give it all back to you. And I was like, okay. And at first, I was like, I don't really want this. I mean, like everything, like high school jersey, like all my trophies, all my other stuff. I'm like, okay. And I started looking through it, not realizing my NFL receiver of the year award and trophy here it is i'm like none of that stuff this 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 trophy from footlocker they're all just sitting just thrown you know in a thing and i'm like dude this is nothing but stories this is history this is this is this is some cool stuff um 
even Pro Bowl stuff that I have, like footballs and forgot that I had everybody signing. So now I'm going in looking at all the names. Oh, you have Pro Bowl signed football? Yeah. And, and I'm just in boxes. I'm like, oh, I feel bad. But in like the footballs, I don't even mind also sharing. So I'm going to be, I'm telling you, when I say I go hard or go, go home, I'm going to be giving out and putting some of that stuff up. I have a foundation called the Tackle Life Foundation where I would say the majority, if not all, the proceeds from what I do with my my stuff, um, I'm going to probably put towards that to help young budding entrepreneurs, uh, mental health programs and stuff like that. But I'm going to have fun with it and 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 share it because it is no reason. I'm like, this is this is Detroit line history that's sitting here that I don't need to keep. I'm not going to create my own museum. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, the ones I'm going to keep, I can tell you right now, I'm going to keep my Pro Bowl jerseys. Um, my throwback, uh, obviously all my uh, NFL awards and trophies they gave me for setting records and stuff. Uh, but the little knickknacks and the little pieces that people can keep, they can hang, they can do whatever they want with or things I can replicate and make limited editions out of, 100% going to do that. So I'm going to share this and the fans are going to get a piece of this history. That's Absolutely. awesome. Did anything? Did they take anything of yours and take it to the Hall of Fame or anything like that? Like your 123 catch season or anything like, you know. They they want that stuff, but I I I wouldn't give it up. Um, oh, so you had a choice. You're like, hey, I'm yeah, gonna hold even Barry's shoes. They asked for those, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't let anybody get them. Oh, they asked for them. You're like, no, these are. Yeah, mine. They were like on consignment, yeah, because they would take them on consignment. Um, and even the Lions that um when they were doing the unveiling with Barry and his statue, we're, we're considering, hey, you think you may want to let us have access to that just for a show, you know, a showcase or a showpiece or whatever. And uh, I was selfishly, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not letting anything out of, out of this um, that I, I know these, these are the pieces that, you know, they mean something different to me, like in a whole different way. I collect Pokemon stuff. I got game, uh, uh, I, I, every major release in video gaming for the systems since 92, three or whatever. Yeah. I probably have the, the, the strategy guides and all this other stuff, like all that stuff go have at it gaming systems cool you know not not too tied to that yep and but some things just they no go yeah and barry shoes is one and not and from a selfish reason because i played with one of the best who have ever played the game forget position is he the greatest running back in my opinion absolutely one of the greatest players of all time absolutely and it, it means something and then um my Pro Bowl jerseys I keep because it's it it's more than just me with the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it's an individual accolade, but I can't get there unless I had Johnny, Brett, Scott, Barry, the linemen, and, and you know our defense. So I keep those things because they they mean a little bit different to me in terms of it's not just my award, it's everyone. And then some of these other individual pieces, man, that's the fans. I mean, you know, some of these other celebratory things, they can have it. No, because you, yeah, I know. And that's why I meant earlier by saying, like, I, you seem like a real sentimental guy. So you know what person, you know, personalizing things for fans means to them and personalizing things for yourself, what it means for you. You know, it's personal. Absolutely. You know? I, yeah. I'll give you one more, Jewel. I'll give you one more. You asked me about this Silver Dome, if I had something. Here's a cool piece that fans may, may really like, especially when I tell the story on this. So, we you know, we used to do the Thanksgiving Day game. That's a Lions game, right? Yep. And I had, I think it was Pat Summerall and uh, forget maybe Dick um, um, Enberg. Was uh, it, what well, was Summerall Madden? Wasn't it all the time? 
I can't remember, but I have oh, to go when look. they maybe did that. Did they go? Do you guys do NBC or something like that? Or I think it was NBC, but I'll go look and see who who were the signers on it. But you remember when they used to have to handwrite all the notes and they would put down that big sheet of like construction paper and they were writing, here's all the Detroit Lions, here's all of their offense, all their defense, and they would write little key notes about each player. Mm -hmm. And so I must have asked them to sign it for me. So they actually signed it for me. And I must have been doing an interview after a big game and they gave it to me. And if you go in and look at the notes, that's the nostalgia. That's seeing what they said about Barry Sanders, Eric Kramer, Andre Ware, Rodney Pete, Lomas Brown, myself, Johnny, Chris Spillman, right? And you read the notes and you're like, wow, how cool is this? This is a one of one. That's, that means it. something, one of one. Because they use it for that game. It's not like they say, okay, we're going to take this, we're going to yeah. use it the next game. No, no, it's got that game, that other team, one of one. And and you got iconic people that are doing it. It's an iconic moment because it's a one-time uh, anniversary of a big game that Lions do every year. And I have that in my possession. So I'm going to do something fun around that to replicate that and make those limited edition um, components that people can get or turn it into a puzzle. I don't know. I mean, it's cool stuff like that, man. Um, no, that that's awesome. I mean, the fact that you decided and thought to keep it back then, you know, yeah. like I'm going to keep this. And, I, you know, like I said, it's personal to you. You mentioned Barry and you said, you know, Obviously, around here, it's pretty easy. Most people here consider him the greatest running back of all time, hands down. Uh, he's obviously a good friend of yours, great teammate of yours. You consider him the GOAT. With that being said, you went to the Pro Bowl. You got Pro Bowl stuff. Would you even dare ask for an Emmett Smith signed anything or Emmett Smith something? Or is that just like, hey, I can't, I can't? No, nah, no. Nah. I mean, I, I wouldn't ask for it. You know, if, if Emmett would have been like, hey, man, you want my jersey? You want to take it? Yeah, I'll take it. You know, you can give it to me. But to, to, to actually get it and be like, to seek someone out and, and sign it, you know, it's weird because we didn't do that back then. Yeah. Just didn't. Like I, I, you, you wouldn't go over and be like, Hey, Jerry, man, sign this. I was there with Jerry Rice, Michael Irvin, Isaac Bruce, um, Chris Carter, you name it all. Hall I of Famers, right? Yeah. Like never, ever asked them to sign a single thing for me, nor that they asked for me or I would see it going on. Right. But we did pictures. And we would sign the pictures, though. Uh -huh. That's the cool part. Like, so I did take pictures of those guys when I was out there. So I got this plethora of of um, really unique moments in time that um, from a from a uh, jersey and all those things. Yeah, that's one thing. But sometimes, man, when you have a picture and an image, it, it's a whole different feel uh, to it. It gives it texture. It gives it it gives it a little bit more life. Uh, that you can capture off of it. So it's those, I, I like the pictures, you know, and seeing the expressions and the people that are in them. Yeah. Cause back then, I don't know if it was like, just uh, maybe you guys respected each other so much that you're like, Hey, I can't do that. That's, a, that's still a competitor, right? That's still the enemy or whatever. That's, I still got to go against these guys. I don't like their team or is it was just no one thought of it or what was that like? Like why do you, when you look at it now? What do you think of these guys always like, it's easily, Hey, you want my Jersey? Yeah, go ahead. Take it off. Back back then, it was just so special. Like that jersey was a a it was significant because it was yours. It was something that was earned. It wasn't so easily given away. You you didn't just go, hey, I want to swap it because we're swapping it. All right, what's the story besides swapping it other than okay, you played against each other. You see guys swapping it just because you're on the other team, and they're building a library of different jerseys. Okay, um, 
that's cool, but it's it becomes after a while, it just becomes okay, you're swapping a jersey, right? It's it's another one, you're gonna get another one, you're gonna know one. Like, we're gonna swap jerseys like that. And so if you got you have someone else's literally, if you got their other jersey, you probably got one of very, very few. It is a it is completely you can have 20 of this other guy that swapped 20 different jerseys and 50. Okay, he's gonna have a bigger library, but mm-hmm. the exclusivity isn't gonna be there at yeah. all. Totally. Yep. I agree. I agree. But so it's still I can't. Cool. I want to <laughs> now, now. In hindsight, now let me let me make sure I, I preface it. And knowing what I know now, I would have loved to be like, "Hey, Mike, you got to come up off that jersey." Or Jerry, man, you got to come up <laughs> off of that. Randy Moss, he was there. You know, these guys. You know, quarterbacks. I would have been. Oh yeah, I would have been out there going. Yeah, I would have brought like ten jerseys with me in a bag. Yeah, right. They come up before the game. And they come out and they wouldn't know which one was which. I'd be like, hey man, can I get a jersey? Then hide that one, go talk to someone else. Hey, can I get a jersey? And just be giving them game. My jerseys wouldn't have been game worn like that. They'd have been, you know, game presented. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's funny. <laughs> Had you known, right? Had you known. But yeah, you kept a lot of stuff though. You kept a lot of stuff. But um, I can't let you get out of here, man, without actually talking some of the lines, obviously. The city is, you know, loving what they're seeing right now. The fans, a lot of them had never seen anything like this. I mean, maybe they didn't even see how good you guys were when you played, you know? So this is new to a lot of people. Your thoughts on the lines. And then also Jameson Williams, he's kind of like a hot rod on our show all the time. I've been a unapologetic Jameson apology, apologist. I, I just feel like the kid is so young. And my point is, Herman, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but that – Mentally, he's never checked out and he's always engaged. And I think that's so important for a young player in a position that you play where, you know, hey, you know this. A lot of people consider that a diva position where if they're not getting the ball, getting targets, they're going to pout. They're not going to run routes. They're not going to block. But I see Jameson Williams cheering on his teammates when they score, going downfield, blocking it. He's always engaged. And obviously, you know, the the other stuff I feel like is going to come because the talent's there. So what are your thoughts on the Lions and Jameson Williams? Well, well, first I'll say let, let's start with them as a team. Uh, the Lions have been fantastic. They they have come out and far exceeded the expectation I think of most people this year. A lot of that you can you can you can give some credit to. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The coach, you know, I think Dan Campbell's changed culture. He's changed the expectation of the team. Um, Brad Holmes and, um, you know, the, his team and the people that is responsible for getting this team prepared and, and putting the right product out there on the field. Uh, they've done their part. Uh, the players have had to step up and go from being C players to B players, B players to A players. And in doing that, they've been able to organically become contenders without having to overspend. And they had they didn't have to oversell. They sold the players that were in their locker room. Uh, they sold the players that were part of that team on the culture and the expectations of them as individuals. And that's what we're seeing play out. So I think when we look at Jamison Williams, the, the reason why he's handling the fact that he's had such a slow start or it hasn't been as as what some people may think is worthy of a first round draft pick, uh, and then definitely trading you know to that spot, uh, he's proven that he he's he's embodied and he's he's bought into the the culture and he's not a disruption and he's not a, he's not a person there to create friction. He plays hard, he runs hard even when the ball's not in his hand. When he's doing clear out routes, he's running that with full speed. He's blocking downfield. So I say, hey, give him credit where it is. Does he need to get more touches? Yes. Does does he need to be more consistent in catching the football when opportunity are there, even if it's low percentage or whatever? Yeah. But he's doing all the other things right, so it means he's trying. And um, I've been a, a person who's been kind of in his corner and just saying, hey, listen, you know, give this man a pass and a break because he he's 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 growing, and um, it's great to see. You know, he's he's doing that now. He's been more involved. Uh, so as a team, I think overall. The team as a whole is doing phenomenal work. The coaches are doing a phenomenal job. And um, the results are there. That's what we're seeing play out in real time. Yeah, and I get you make a great point. If the culture is already set, you don't want to be the guy disrupting that culture. <laughs> if you see everybody around you and you're winning, hey, man, I don't want to be that guy that causes you know friction and I'm going to fall in line with everybody else and my success will come with me. I mean, right? Yeah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to go on an island by yourself. And then that only hurts your career long term, too, because you're going to be playing um, against other, uh, you know, going to other teams. They're going to see your attitude. They're going to read your press. And then when they do a character uh, assessment on you to determine whether or not you're going to be a disruption in their locker room, they're going to look back at all the articles and all the information that was printed on you and then make a determination on whether or not beyond your talents, are you a good fit culturally? Uh, for an organization. And um, I think someone's gotten to him and realized that. And I think a lot of it starts with uh, the mentorship he's probably receiving first and foremost in the locker room. I'm sure Jared Goff and others are there supporting him and keeping him uh, assured that he's still part of that team and he's a big part of what needs to get done. And then with Coach Campbell, again, leading by saying, listen, he's not going to give you anything. You still got to earn your way in. Uh, and, and But being in the right balance that you need from a coach to be firm, but also to be there to be supportive. Yeah, and I know um, you, you were, a, you know, there's high expectations for the first round pick. Jameson Williams was the 12th overall pick. You were the 10th overall pick in the first round. And that rookie year, I think you only had like 11 catches, right? Like, do you see, I know it's not apples to apples, but do you kind of see like, you know, hey, how do I, and I know you had the contact lens issues, like you were, <laughs> for people that don't, don't know, Herman wore contact lenses in college, but you did not wear them your first year in the league or something, or? Yeah, I, I wore, I wore, these big glasses, man, you know, back then the glasses weren't, you know, you didn't have all this selective styles. Plus I was in college, man, I was broke. So I had to wear what I had. (laughs) 
And, no NIL uh, then. That's it, man. You know, and we didn't have the NIL. And then so I, I I decided to take off my glasses and not wear those. I wasn't going to do the, you know, the Eric Dickerson thing. Uh, but in, the, you know, the glasses and all these goggles. Uh, so I, I decided to say I, I can do it without my contacts. Right. Because they kept moving around every time I dive or I get something in it. It, yeah. it just became a problem. And uh, it proved to be even a bigger problem. I complicated it and I just could not see the ball well and became really looked at as being a bust uh, my first year. And I, I understand the feeling he's going through, man. I'm a good person, but I had people booing me. I had people going, they blown a first round draft pick. I even had guys on the inside, you know, in our locker room because, you know, it it it, it was solid, but it, it thankfully for guys like Kevin Glover and Lomas Brown and those that stayed in my ear and supported me, they didn't give me a pass, but they said, man, you got to catch the ball. You got to do what you got to do to be a player. And ultimately got an opportunity to go in and redeem myself. And his his breakout moments is going to happen. And when it does, hopefully he doesn't have to look back. I didn't look back for seven years after that and went on a tear that arguably is, you know, one of the top, you know, you know, easy five or 10 in the NFL of all time in terms of just going out and just really getting it done. Um, so I think he has that potential. Uh, he, you know, you don't throw him out with bath water right now because it hasn't been that egregious. It hasn't been that bad. It's just needed some refining. And and I think right now um, that's the comparison I see. My first year was tough and I was mentally beat down, but I physically stayed strong and I stayed in it. But I, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it almost broke me because it, it was just too much as a young player if I didn't have that support around me. And the fact that he has that, and I think he has it even at a greater level, it's allowed him to kind of just really stay in there and it shows in his film. So, I mean, you're a guy who caught 123 passes one year and you had, like you said, a five-year stretch, just, you know, one of the top receivers in the league. Uh, it's been said that James Williams will never maybe be an elite hands guy. I think you're one of those elite hands guys, I think, of like you, Chris Carter, Jerry Rice, you know. Can he – how much better can he get at catching the ball and what can be done to help him? Like what can the Lions do? What can Jared Goff do to help Jameson get the ball or catch the ball more consistently? You know, catching a ball is is about feel. You got to be comfortable how you catch it. You know, you look at St. Brown. He's a hands catcher. Uh, he can also catch with his body. I was actually the opposite. Like, I showed I was least confident in any balls I ever dropped. It came because I was trying too hard to catch with my body, and that's just not what I do. Um, when you see him, he's comfortable catching with his body. I think he feels that's a bigger net for him to be able to catch it. He's not trusting his hands. I saw him in college. I went back and looked at his film. He caught the ball with his hands. Um, so I think there's as his confidence grows, his hands will will come back into play. Um, it is a is a technical advantage uh, to figure out when you're playing. You know, if your body's catch, if you catch with your body, you have to break. You have to have so much room. You have to be able to not have guys as tight on you. Um, when you're a hands catcher, it gives you room and margin for error. It gives your your radius a bigger target for the quarterback to throw the ball to you. Um, so that's what he's just got to work on if he wants to be more dynamic, if he wants to be more of a threat in tight coverage, which will start to happen as teams start to clamp down. And then there's going to be a little bit more physicality and contact that's going to happen. And in order to do that, you have to be confident and have strong hands. Um, so that's where I see he has to work on that, whether he likes to or not. Uh, but I know it's capable because he did it a lot in college. So right now that is a concern because the lack of confidence is there. He could say it's not, but it is. Um, and if he overcomes that, uh, he will be back on, on pace. It's just, I mean, obviously I know that coaches are working with him and they see the same things you probably see, you know, it's just, 
Hey, just keep getting on the jugs, keep getting reps in, focusing on technique or because he's a deep threat. So maybe you didn't have to like, you know, catch at the point as many as, as you know, and maybe drop it in a bucket type catches that he has. But they, you know, if they're going to use him on slants or, or quick outs, like he's going to have to catch the ball with his hands. Right. And then is, does that come with all that? Like I said, the jugs and the reps and things. It, well, it, it can. The jugs only help you from a stationary standpoint. You just that just lets you catch a lot of passes, get strong hands. Uh, but outside of that, that could that could hamper you uh, if you do too much of that because it's 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 not contested. Uh, unless somebody's moving things in front of you and swapping their hands in front of you, which is dangerous because you can dislocate fingers doing that. Uh, it, it's it doesn't throw the ball out of your range. It doesn't it doesn't teach you high passes and low passes and passes outside of your circumference. Um, so jugs are good for just volume, but game time situation is not going to help you. Um, you need to go out and practice with guys before and after practice or during practice to bump you. They need to hit you. You need people crossing your path in your face. Um, you need people swiping at your hands while you're trying to catch a football. You need to understand how to be strong when people are grabbing and holding onto your arms to keep them in position. That comes with time and experience. Um, I don't think they, there's a lot of experience being done uh, right now with a lot of the young players on that type of stuff, uh, to be quite candid. Uh, but coming out, that's exactly what I had to do. I, I was used to keeping the gracefulness even in the midst of contact. And, and that's what some of the detail you see that gets missed um, with a lot of the players. And then I was more afraid of just being wide open and catching a pass versus someone on me. I wanted people kind of latched on to me because I had a greater concentration and confidence. Whereas now it's like, you know, you gotta be wide open because it's not many players that make that tough catch with a lot of people draped over them or contact in the physical part of football. Yeah, it's one thing I like, drive with no cars on the street, but driving in traffic is a little different, right? Oh yeah, and somebody bumping you or someone yep. getting real close and, mm -hmm. you know, cutting you off and doing all this else, that's a little yeah. different. You know? Yeah, you gotta be aware of everything. Herman, thank you, man, so much. I appreciate it, man. Uh, can you plug that website where people can get all the merch and the blankets that you and Lomas are doing one more time? Oh, yeah. They go to hermandlow.com. So H-E-R-M-A-N-D-L-O.com. So hermandlow.com. We got a lot of things that are popping up there, but later they can check me out at either uh, hermanmore84.com. I'm going to be bringing it up at a later date. I'll let everybody know, and I'll make sure you get that drop. And also the catchman.com. Uh, Catchman, you know, collections. So that's going to be another drop for a lot of the collectibles. Uh, but I'll make sure they get that. But hermanlow.com, go check it out. Get some really unique Christmas presents, unique gifts that you can get, uh, limited edition collectible items there. It is the season, people, man. Get those gifts before they uh, they run out. Go and Herman's got, I can't, you can't see him, but he's wearing some sweet uh, Kool-Aid. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, drinking it. That's, that's drinking it since the 90s, man. I always <laughs> tell people, I got all kinds of stuff around here. I got my Detroit Line mugs. I got my, this is our own version. We got the Detroit pizza on it, you know, so I'm drinking the blue Kool-Aid out of the blue coffee cup. So there yeah, you're drinking. You've been drinking the Kool-Aid before. It was cool, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is, man. I got to do it. So, you know, for everybody that's out there supporting the Lions, man, and seeing this run, enjoy it. It's been a special season. We appreciate, um, you know, everyone that's coming out, showing love to the team and definitely uh, elevating this experience for the fans. Awesome, man. Herman, we'll have you back on. And you got so many stories to tell about like that. And I know people are going to want to hear it. Uh, as always, uh, if you like the, down, uh, like the podcast, guys, make sure to download it. Tell a friend. It's Kane Collects, K-H-A-N-G Collects. I'm on Instagram, Twitter as well. And as always, keep collecting.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 